0: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi, how you doing? Brian? <laughs> How's it going? I'm <laughs> good. How are you, Alan? I'm doing great. Doing great.
0: Yeah, so, I'm, I'm incredibly prepared for what we're doing right now and uh, just been doing a little tech prep here. So
1: all is good. Yeah, so uh, Brian was having a little uh, <laughs> <coughs> microphone issues before recording time. And this is part <laughs> of the joy of deciding that we're going to go live with our show is that, uh, you know, when we say we're going to go live, it means we're going live at a particular time. And Brian having a microphone issue three minutes before we go live was a uh, it's fun, right? Well, I mean,
0: I mean, let's be honest, Alan. It was a uh, it was an incredibly complex, um, you know, deep neural networking sort of problem that I was having, and mm-hmm. you know, I had to uh, I had to rewire a few things and and you know, really, really dig deep to figure out what this right. problem was, and. Um, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure you just had the mute button on
0: yeah it turns out i did have the mute button on, <laughs> and um yeah so you know my my new mic or used mic but new to me mic um well i guess i never knew there was a mute button on the very top of it and um so the more you know actually and anybody who happened to uh to listen last uh, time, which is the last time I used this mic, it switched on us. Mm-hmm. And uh, turns out that's what happened, that I must have touched the mic you button the on the very mic. top. Yeah. Or I'd say the mute no. button, not mic button.
1: Yeah. Before we get into any of our regular topics, this is Brothers in Tech. We talk family, home, technology. Uh, we talk you know, new gadgets, new uh, apps, new websites, new things that you could use in your own personal life. Uh, We have covered microphones before in an episode. We've talked about microphone equipment.
0: I don't remember us ever covering the mute button.
1: No, I was going to say we left off a very important chapter in that episode, and we should have spent a good 10, 15 minutes on. If your microphone has a mute button on it, like physically on the mic, you do need to make sure that that mute button is not on. So that's a, yeah. Brian, we could stop the show right now, and I think that is helpful information that people are able to walk away from just from this little well, there's, 3 minutes, Today's
0: learning, right? Today's learning.
1: But we are going to move forward with the rest of the show now that Brian is able to talk and I'm able to Are we? Talk.
0: Because I'm not sure what I'm going to do. That was my prep time. So we'll see how it goes here. Um.
1: Uh, well, welcome to <laughs> okay, Brothers sorry, in sorry, Technology. My name is Alan ahead. Jackson. Over to my right is Brian Jackson. We are brothers. We talk technology. Every week we get together, always focusing on home, personal, family technology. And once in a while we get together, maybe about every month or so, and we have our Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode. That is our BITS, B-I-T-S, the acronym that my brother worked very, very hard on developing. Countless hours. see, Brothers in Tech Suggestions, B-I-T-S, that is the acronym he has created and- Not a day goes by. I'm not super proud of you for that, Brian. That was uh thank you. That was one of your shining moments for sure.
0: Well, I mean, to be proud of me with one thing in my life, uh is is really all the real reason we did this podcast was to to gain some level of pride from you. So thank you.
1: Thank you. You got your one item from me, so that uh that helps. Um (laughs) we talk about our suggestions. Brian and I both bring to the table. Some tech suggestions, it could be a website, it could be a mobile app, it could be a gadget, it could be any of the above. It just needs to be something technology related that we have either started using in our lives and we want to recommend to others, or maybe something we've used for a long time we just really want to make sure people know about. So it's always kind of a fun episode, Brian. I normally end up spending money after this episode because normally you will recommend a couple of things that I am getting and vice versa, I believe. Right,
0: that is the that is the personal show of pride that each of us have if we can make the other one spend some money. Yep.
1: So here we go. Yep. Drink. Okay. Jeez. Nice. Time that time that just right. <laughs> um, but Brian, before we get into our picks, you and I both have I think two picks to share. Right? Two official picks or brothers' suggestions we're going to give. Right?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. So before we do a little little housekeeping, little little setting the table note for everybody. Um I'm gonna give a pre-bit. That's a bit before we get into our bits. A pre-bit. I'm uh, glad you uh, yeah. Did you just
0: name that? Did you I just did. name that a pre-bit? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna note bit. that. Pro um, bit. bit.
1: this is not my official bit suggestion, uh, only because I've got two coming up in a little bit that are a little more universal. And honestly, I think I've kind of mentioned this before, but I'm I have to mention it again because of my situation just in the last Twenty-four hours. Okay. Hmm. So, Brian, uh, before we get into our bits, let me just give a little story. So, um, we own a house that's, that we moved in here about uh, two and a half years ago, I believe. It is a older house, a nineteen fifties built house. Um, we've done a really good job of replacing most all appliances throughout this house over the past couple of years to make sure that we've got you know good, reliable, modern uh, appliances throughout the house. One one thing we have not replaced yet, and it was on my list. Honestly, I spent three days ago a couple of hours researching and looking at some different options for replacing this and doing some facts and figures and quotes together just to see what my best option was going to be. And that is my hot water heater. Okay. Uh, so our hot water heater is still pretty old. Uh, it is also woefully small for our, our house, I, I've learned, because we... Normally, end up waiting a really long time for hot water if we get it at all after somebody else takes a shower. So we knew it was on our list to replace. Pretty. Lo and behold, though, at about one forty-five in the morning this morning. Oh no! um, Oh no! My hot water heater decided to make that decision for me and say, "You know what? You're (laughs) going to replace me now." so it did. Uh, it did break down. Honestly. Oh, no. And uh, so we are without hot water at the moment. Now, the reason I'm bringing up a pre-bit before we get into our bits is I want to sing the praises of a device I know I have mentioned before, but I have never had the chance to use in practice before. Like until, purposely use, right? Yeah. Until 1:45 this morning, it was used, and the item is a water leak sensor. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody if you're watching this, if you do not have some way of sensing water leaks in your house, I strongly recommend you do this. Um, This is the water leak sensor I have. It was part of the security system that I invested in when we moved in this house by Abode. A-B-O-D-E is the uh, system, the whole security platform that you can buy different modules and door sensors and window sensors, and motion sensors and everything. Well, they sell a water sensor. And I'm letting you know right now, actually, as of the time of this recording, it is 50% off ending tonight, unfortunately. So if you're listening to this as a podcast recording, I apologize. I would still encourage you to go check it out and see if they're still selling it for this rate. But this is a water sensor. It is a small box. It is currently $40, although it's normally $70 on their website. This is the device I have down in my basement. I have it sitting at the base of my water heater. And the way this works, for anybody not familiar with these sensors, this is a small little box. It's probably just a couple inches tall. Sets on the floor, and it has uh, very, very sensitive sensors on the bottom of the device. So you set it down on the ground. And you want to set it in a place where if there were to be a leak, like, for example, my hot water heater, I need to place this in a spot where I know water would come to it if it started leaking. So that is what I have. I had it down at my water heater and sure enough at one 45 this morning, I hear even in this thing is in the basement and I'm upstairs sleeping. I hear this really, really loud alarm sound. It's coming from the basement from this little device. Plus it's also because I've got it tapped into my home security system. It's also coming over my phone. And I've never heard it before because I've never had a chance to use this to actually see it in practice. It was louder than I could have possibly imagined, but luckily it woke me up immediately. I was able to go right downstairs, follow the sound, see what was happening. I see that I've got water gushing out of this uh, hot water heater, Ugh. and I'm able to shut it off right away. So luckily I'm in a house right now where in my basement there's nothing on the floor that was going to get ruined if the water had accumulated too much. I still didn't want to deal with that that headache. So the fact that I was able to shut it off, honestly, within about a minute of it the leak starting, is amazing to me. So technology to me works best when it takes something that we are using a portion of our brain to have to remember or to think about or worry about, and it's able to take that away. And to me, a water sit leak sensor takes away a major concern I always have in my head is. What happens if a leak starts in my house and how long will it be before I know about it? Um, it has removed that, that concern for me. And even though I'm not happy with the situation I dealt with last night, I'm super happy that this sensor was working the way it was and did what it was supposed to do. So dude. anyway,
0: yeah, that is, uh, that is pretty, that's pretty scary um, because I haven't had that occur uh, yet. We did, have to get a new one but it was based on a, a visit someone came and showed oh you know what you have a potential gas leak sort of thing so let's replace mm-hmm. it but yeah to have it actually go out <laughs> now all right so let me let me let me make you feel a little bit better about the the situation you got every bit of use out of that hot water heater congratulations yes. right yes you, you actually you actually you actually are someone who did not waste any Years or months or even days That's of true. your water heater. That's very right? true. Yep. I, uh-huh. I bought one and I constantly thought to myself, did I have more time in the other one? Could I have lasted <laughs> long with the other one? You, however, <laughs> could I
1: have had more time <laughs> could I, with my hot water? Did I Just have
0: a little more time, just a little more
1: time together. No, I, I'm uh, very happy that, yes, I've maxed it out. Now, the repair guys are coming tomorrow. We do have to contend with the fact that we have no hot water for the next stamp. Stinf- at least 24 hours. Um, My only problem, and I'm not going to get into a big conversation about this, just it is a little tech related, I guess I can mention. I was just in the midst of researching whether we were going to go whenever we did decide to replace this hot water heater with a tank or tankless hot water heater system. I've been researching this for quite a while. It, you know, when Suzanne and I, my wife and I meet and talk about what we're doing on the house, The number one item on the list is say, well, first off, we've got to do something addressing the hot water heater because we know our time is limited with it.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just a shame that, you know, now I'm having to make a forced decision pretty quickly on what to do with it. So um, Hmm. I'm intrigued by the tankless water system. I I think I like the idea of saving energy and being more efficient with it, but I also know it is more expensive. And it's going to be more of a process to get it installed if I chose to go that way because they actually have to burrow a line into the ground leading out of my house to give it um, – there's some reason a, a pipe needs to go out of my house from where the tankless water system would be. And um, hmm. it's just going to be more involved than just bringing so the tank. So wait a minute.
0: Sorry. So tankless – so I, my, my impression with the tankless was always that you had to have something at every – spout is that not no, what you're talking you can have about a
1: centralized water you can have a centralized tankless uh, okay water heater okay. system that can go down in your attic or wherever your your hot water heater is now and a lot of them are ones that can be mounted on the wall or something they're not big giant tanks yep. and that's a whole house system where the water just like the hot water uh, okay. heater the water okay. flows through it yep the difference is with a the tankless There's probably system, coils is, or something right the tankless system it is more meant to be more instantaneous it's not yep. bottling up 40 gallons of water and trying to keep so, it hot
0: it's a lot less waste of that's right electricity because you're not yep. you're not heating water all the time and waiting for it to be used you're heating that's it right. when you need it
1: yep yep so the understanding is is that <laughs> your gas use or electric use would be much lower than a, a traditional water tank but it is more involved there does have to be some piping that leads out of your house and uh and it's more expensive to set up so i'm at a unfortunately at a crossroads system now where i got to figure out what i'm going to do and it's not ideal i don't like being pressured on any kind of decision like this but anyway back to my back to my pre-bit this is it i I think whether it's an abode or whether it's just some other i think in my office i've got a honeywell uh water uh sensor Mm -hmm. that's just a standalone it didn't need any kind of hub or anything it just worked on its own and connected with my with an app on my phone uh Whatever you do, a water sensor is critical. I think, especially if you've got a spot where a water leak could get out, do some damage, and you may not know about it for a while because of the location—whether it's in the basement or under a sink or anything else. So, that's my recommendation right off the bat. Before we get into any other bits, for sure. But well, unfortunately, I are not fresh on my brain right
0: now. Yeah, I was going to say it's—it's it's, uh, the emotions are high, and yet you got through that. Fairly well, thank you. Thanks. You still made it yeah. an educational experience for all of us. I try. So shall we take a take a minute. I mean, do you want? Do you need a minute?
1: I'm, I need this. Need a drink? Yeah.
0: Mm. There you go. Whiskey sour.
1: No, this is a old fashioned. Oh,
0: old fashioned. Oh, look at you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Old fashioned. Yeah. Okay. Mixing so it that's that,
0: it's that kind of night. It's that kind of it night. It is. It's right? an old fashioned yeah. night. <laughs> it's an old fashioned night.
1: Whiskey Sour Night is, a, I got a ball game to watch and just kicking back and relaxing. Old fashions are my, okay, it's been a day. And um, <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me this. All right, Brian, uh, let's get to our official bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on this. Uh, You and I both have some tech related items to share and recommend to others that they uh, check out as well. Brian, I just did my pre bit. So why don't you go ahead and start us off with your first one? What have you got for us?
0: Okay. Um, all right. So my, are you uh, ready? Are you prepared? I am. (laughs) I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I mute? Did I mute? Can you hear me? No. Did I touch the mute? you're
1: still, you (laughs) haven't touched the mute button yet. You're good.
0: I I know where it is now. I know where it is. Um, (laughs) okay so Alan the first thing that I'm going to uh, so both of mine tonight are apps right mm-hmm. so there's no hardware uh, and let me let me further make you happy especially after the money you're getting ready to spend in your house uh, both are free so therefore you are not <laughs> spending any money uh, on my bits tonight so you're welcome <laughs> um, okay so uh, let me backpedal uh to a bit that i made uh probably you know a year ago alan um do you remember the the app that i brought up called um hand mirror
1: i do yes. do you remember that one
0: yeah so for those that don't hand mirror was a, uh, a very very simple but yet incredibly useful app uh for those of us that are using webcams um where in your menu bar, you can click a, click on the icon. It drops down a a little window that shows you what your webcam is seeing right now. So basically, right before you jump on a Zoom call, you, click, you quickly click on it to try to see, uh, am I in the right place? Is the my background lighting okay? Does everything look all right so that I can jump on my call? So it's that pre, pre-check, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I ended up... Uh, when I moved to this current computer several months back, I'd forgotten to put put that app on I'd forgotten to transfer that app over, and I remembered it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about that let me go let me go look for it and then I realized that the person that made that app has some really cool stuff on his site so let me let me share with you the window okay. <clears throat> All right, so uh, the person that that made that app, the developer, is uh, Rafael Condi, C-O-N-D-E, and um, you'll see. First of all, he has an incredibly cool website. Um, oh
1: yeah, you can see I love he's
0: it. got <laughs> his oh, own uh, image there, kind of sliding up. For those who aren't seeing it, it's a uh, it's a dynamic webpage where his his video of him kind of poking up uh, above the uh, uh, part of the page. Um, so, and if you scroll through here, here's Hand Mirror. Here's the app that uh, that I was talking about before. Incredibly useful. I downloaded it. I also realized now that after downloading it again and kind of getting the up to updated version, this one actually has a paid version. Not that not that you need to pay for it, Alan, but they have created a paid version for a couple of new features. One of which I think is incredibly uh, slick. Is so, Alan, your your Apple or your uh, MacBook Pro has the kind of little notch at the top of the screen correct yep mm-hmm. so if you update or you upgrade uh, hand mirror to I think it's four dollars to to get the premium version one of the one of the features is that that notch becomes your hand mirror um, your hand mirror uh, uh, trigger so instead of actually taking space in your menu bar your mouse goes up to that <laughs> that area and that becomes the drop down. So it's basically you take your mouse and go up to where the camera is, which is where that notch is. And by the way, the notch for people that don't know, that's like on the, the, uh, the more uh, current iPhones. And I think even some of the Android phones are doing this now that there's a Mm -hmm. area of the screen at the very top where the, uh, the face selfie cam is. And on the new MacBook pros at the same thing on the screen, the very top, there's like a little, uh, notch that drops down and that area is unusable because that's where the uh, the camera is coming from so there's an actual let's see i want to see if this will show me that same so i'm looking here this is this is the typical way to do it which is what i do i click on the little icon at top it drops down the um the uh, the image of what my webcam is seeing and i believe let's see where the Okay. So here, Alan, you can see uh, on the screen that this is an example of the notch. So you can see the person's notch here that uh, uh, it's got the notch trigger. So the idea would be, I believe that you don't even have to click on it. Let's see if you have a notch, you, Oh, you do click. So you basically move your mouse up to that notch click and it recognizes that I'm going to drop down your mirror now. Now Mm -hmm. people may be wondering like, why is that helpful? Well, it's helpful because if you have one of the problems with the notch is that it takes away space of your menu bar. And if you happen to have a lot of menu icons like I do, there's a ton of things up there. And if you can then utilize the space of the notch as being your trigger for one of those things, it means Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to take space in your menu bar. So you have your space for everything else. Um, so anyway, sorry, that, that was kind of, that's not my pick because this was a pick from before Oh, my, oh. my pick. Sorry. I spent all that oh, time on, uh, about for
1: the last eight minutes. Not your pick. <laughs> sorry okay, about okay. that. I, actually, <laughs> I sure. actually kind of
0: forgot what my pick was there for a second. Um, no, really? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but when I downloaded hand mirror, as you can see on this website, I looked down below and saw something called HiDoc, and HiDoc another incredibly useful app for a very specific situation. And Alan, let me, let me uh, quickly explain why this is helpful for me. So HiDoc is an application that also goes in your um, up in your menu bar. But all it does is it allows you to determine what your doc is going to do. So the doc being for people that are not Mac people, your doc at the bottom of your screen that gives you all your icons to choose from, it allows you to choose where your dock is going to be whenever you connect to external monitors. So for example, you know, people that have been listening know that I got a new monitor. It's a pretty wide monitor. Um, well, maybe I decide that, you know, with a wide monitor, I always want my dock to be bigger because now I have a really wide monitor than if I didn't have the monitor connected. Or if I have an external monitor plus my laptop open, I only want the dock in a certain place. Maybe I want it on the left. So I I downloaded this and tried it. It's incredibly slick. Um, You just basically tell it its defaults and say, you can see here on the app, I'll kind of scroll in so you can see an example. This is the app in the back um, there. But it basically says on the left, if I have my display only, so if I'm just going off my laptop, what do I want the dock to do? I want it to be do I want it to be shown? Do I want it to be on the left on the bottom on the right? and how big do I want to be? Mm. However, when I have an external monitor connected, I want it to do something different. And when I have multiple displays, I want it to do even something different. You set it up once, keep it running, and then the moment you plug or unplug an external monitor to it, your're your settings now change. And this is not something that was built into Mac to begin with, which I think was kind of an oversight. Um, And for me, what I ended up doing just to try it out is I I said, well, when I'm working on my laptop, I would really rather my dock be smaller and hide because I don't have that much real estate and I don't want to waste it uh, when I'm working on things. But when I have an external monitor, I would like that to be always visible and I'd like it larger. And maybe even I want it on the left because I always want to know where it is if I have multiple monitors or something like that. So I mean incredibly it, easy. Yeah. It, and
1: it makes great sense because yes, if I'm working on my laptop by itself, if I'm out somewhere, I've just got my laptop screen. I like my dock being at the bottom just because I feel like that's probably the best layout for my laptop yep. use. But yeah, if I'm here with an external monitor, a big external monitor, I think to myself, all right, maybe I'd rather have the dock over there. Right. Just because I want to keep my laptop screen as open as possible. And I've got more real estate on the external monitor to put the dock on the side, possibly. So the idea is with the high dock, as long as that's running, you can configure that. So if I were to unplug this external monitor, my dock would automatically switch down to my laptop position. I plug the monitor back in, it goes back and immediately transfers back. To the position I wanted with an external monitor, correct? Yep,
0: yep. that's exactly right. And nice. now I'll, I'll tell you the one thing I wish it did, and I, I don't know yet because I actually haven't tried it on the multiple display. So if you see on the, the right over here, the multiple display, meaning I'm not just using an external display, yeah. I'm using the external and my laptop. What I would like to have it do would be, where does the the dock show up? If I cl- connect it to an, a, let's say, extend my screen, say I'm using an external monitor and the laptop, but the laptop is the extended, I want to be able to tell it, I always want it over in a certain place.
1: Well, but look at the little icon there, Brian, for the little sample. It looks like it's showing up in both displays.
0: It is, but see, that's what I would like to change.
1: Okay. I would okay. like to say, you know, you, you know, when I plug it in here,
0: put yeah. it to the far left, but only on okay. my laptop. Now, maybe yeah. that works out because the, you know, Mac allows you to do that. Mac allows you to tell you which screen you're, you know, your your doc is going to be on, uh, you can kind of designate that in the displays. So maybe those work together with it, but I would love it all to be here. I'd love it all to do that one thing. And in the an example, when I go into teaching a classroom and I plug my laptop in at a podium and it's projecting up on a big screen, one of the challenges is I always like to extend my screen with the uh the uh external um the external screen that I, have. I want that extended as opposed to mirrored. So I don't want them to see everything that's on my laptop. I want them to see an extra screen so that I can keep documents in front of me and then slide them up there when I want them to see them. Mm-hmm. But when I do that and I have to go over and take my mouse over and try to figure out how to click something, yeah, it's really hard because now in the, in the room I'm in, it's projector. I can't see the mouse very well. I don't know where it is. I don't know how it's going. So I'd almost want always to make sure my doc. Kind of pulls over into yeah. my laptop screen, and or maybe it's bigger so that I know that it's always available. But so I think this does the right idea. This is a good uh, a good step. So, and he's got several other things that I just encourage people to go and and look through. You know, things about um, hey, what is creating what websites this? and so his, his uh, website again. The website is Rafa R A F A dot design r-a-f-a dot d-e-s-i-g-n like yep rafa.design so okay, h-t-t-p-s rafa.design yeah. and uh incredibly yeah just really really slick stuff I mean, he's got even some simple ones like a little uh a little app for your phone where you can make noises <laughs> if you want from <laughs> straight from your uh your watch He's also got a, uh, a booby track, which is, you know, if you are uh, oh,
1: breastfeeding. Breastfeeding. Oh, breastfeeding.
0: That's, that's funny. <laughs> so uh, you might want to download that, Alan. Um, I'll keep up with but, that, but yeah. you know, several things. And I think sketch actually is one yeah, of the, I'm familiar, uh, the new sketch. Things. I've, I've Yeah, I've used sketch before. Yeah. And so he's part of that group and, uh, nice. yeah. So really, really nice stuff. So I, I highly recommend, he's also somebody that doesn't tend to charge. He's got free apps, but then we'll say, if you'd like what you see donate. And I think I will probably donate some money because I really like what he's doing and would like to see him continue to do that. So, good. so there you go.
1: All right. There's Rothen my first line. It is the high doc. App is another way to get to it. H I D O C K yep. dot a P P will get you to the page just for high doc, which was Brian's official recommendation there.
0: There you go. Yep. Okay. Yep. Not so bad. High doc. Right? All right. I like it.
1: I like it. Um, okay, good. I have added that to my possibility purchase list. I'm going to kind of experiment a little bit and see if it's downloadable. If I give it the downloady worthy, accolade to my computer and, and choose to use it or not, but I like the doc management side of it. That's really, that's really nice. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me go a different direction, Brian. This is a website I'm going to recommend. And, um, I, uh, here's the thing with me and traveling. Okay. So like going on vacations or go or traveling places and my wife and I are kind of the same way, which is good because we typically travel together. Uh, we, we, typically don't like to go somewhere and do the touristy, traditional tourist trap locations when we go somewhere and visit. Um, you know, you go to New York City, there's like the punch list of things that you're supposed to see if you're visiting and the more traditional things. Well, we, we typically, when we travel somewhere, or we're going to be on a weekend trip somewhere. We like to find things a little off the beaten path. We like to find a little more unique places. Um, maybe some things that have some historical relevance, but also just odd, unique, very, very different types of places to visit. That's more our speed than going and saying, well, here's the three or four places that have gift shops that I'm supposed to go visit. And I'm kind of obligated to go visit when we go somewhere.
0: So you want to so, go look for the CD the
1: uh, pornography not shops? Easy, or just, the, more unique, you know- just more different, just more eclectic places that. Gotcha. I don't know, a little off the beaten path, not somewhere that's going to have a line of people to go see it or, or anything. Yep. Agreed. So uh, I've been a real big fan of a website that I've used for a couple of years now, whenever we do go travel anywhere or have a weekend trip somewhere. And it is called um, Atlas Obscura. Are you familiar with this, Brian?
0: I am not. Not okay. at all.
1: Atlas Obscura is a website, and uh, I got to find out about it a while back because a podcast i listened to a political podcast actually one of the hosts of that show became the ceo of this company and was kind of promoting it so i started checking it out and it's great it's a website i'm showing you the website because the website's a little better than the mobile app there is a mobile app which obviously is convenient if you're traveling to use it while you're traveling so i do encourage you to use the mobile app if you like this but i think if you're Thinking about going somewhere and you want to kind of check out some unique locations around it, the website's good for that. The way Atlas Obscure works, you come to the homepage and there's a lot of just great articles about travel destinations and some interesting stories about different locations you can visit. But really, what makes this site work, what makes the service work, is this button right here that says Search the Atlas. Okay. If I go to Search the Atlas, it asks me, okay, what do I want to search for? I want to search for destinations. I'm going to go ahead and say places near me. I just want to see what places it pulls up where I am right now. Now, if I was on the road, if I was traveling and I clicked this places near me, it's going to use location services to determine where I am and show me things around the actual area where I currently am. Right now I'm in Hickory at my home. So it's going to show me things around here. So if I go to places around me, it takes a few moments and then it will spit out on a map. These are nearby places. Of interest. Now, some of these items are ones that I would consider to be somewhat touristy, like things that people would typically go to. Believe it or not, here in Hickory, North Carolina, if anybody's not familiar with the area, one of our big historical tourist attractions is a covered bridge. That's it, it's a covered <laughs> hill a bridge with a cover on it. And um, it is historic, it is one of only. Should two I sing the song? In North Carolina. Yeah, there is a song. We learned that in elementary school, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah
0: absolutely. Bunker
1: Hill. Um, cover. No, my God, What are you doing?
0: Um, <laughs> oh, please geez. stop. That's not at all it. That's not at all it. it Sorry. Was, that wasn't it? No, that wasn't it. Bunker That's Hill. Cover bridge, bridge. One mile east of the Claremont Ridge. Oh,
1: that is it. That's good. That, that is good. it. Okay. Yeah.
0: I it. don't know what you were saying. Was that the national anthem you just sang? <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs>
1: Was yeah, that? <laughs> i basically if i'm if i don't know a tune to a song i just do it to the national anthem and just put random <laughs> words in that's what i do um oh, so showing it. me that that is a number two location okay that's fine but look all right here's the number three in morganton north carolina which is only about 20 minutes away green eggs and ham i can go click on here and read a nice little article Here's an eclectic store that sells obscure vinyl recordings of Charles Manson and Jim Jones, (laughs) along with many other oddities.
0: Oh, yeah. And there's a nice
1: write-up about it. I mean, it tells you everything you need to know, things you need to know before you go. Um, And it shows you who contributed to this posting. So it's a true community of people who are contributing these articles about these interesting places to visit. So I got all the information. I've got the map. I can punch punch it into my Google or Apple Maps, and I'm ready to go. So I can go back to my map. I can start to look around. Okay, here's a site that is um, twin poplars, but it is telling me, hey, it's permanently closed right now. So this is a site that would have been an interesting place to go see a couple of interesting trees, but it's closed. Lake Norman is just a lake in the area. That's a little more of a broad thing to kind of tout. Here's my favorite. The House of Mugs in Collettsville, North Carolina, a cabin completely covered in coffee mugs. <laughs> Visitors are welcome to leave one of their own if they can find an empty nail. And you see Excellent. that a number of people who have clocked in said that they've been there or how many people want to visit. Uh, and I can see a nice little slideshow of the places. Where this is really nice is if you are traveling and you're in a town or an area and you're curious what there is to see around there that may be of interest. You open up this app, or you can go to the mobile version of this website and just say search around me, and it will give you a list of all the interesting areas to visit um right around you. <clears throat> so I just love this because these are the kind of places I typically would want to go instead of the more traditional places. And it's nice having a little write-up about it I can actually read before I go take the, the journey to go to this place. Um it's just—it's exactly the kind of tourist things I want to be doing. Um, there, you've got a homeless Jesus statue on a on a parish bench. The International Lineman Museum, Brian. Oh, I was thinking, yeah. thinking about that.
0: Thinking about that.
1: Carolina Raptor Center is actually kind of a known place. Uh, yep, I've heard of that. Gravestones—they have interesting people that have gravestones and cemeteries. Um, you know, the Church of the Frescoes, Brian, you and I as kids, I remember our parents took us there to go see these fresco paintings and the in and the inside <laughs> of, a, of an old church. So, again, and you see it on the map off to the right. So, again, I could kind of plot a little bit of a trip. I've done this many times. I've actually said we're going to be in X town this coming weekend for something. Hey, honey, let's pull up and see if there's any interesting places while we're there and we've got some hours to kill that we want to go check out. And we've actually found places from this that we've gone and visited and it's been great. So uh, there is a mobile app. I will say the mobile app, I wish it was a little more user friendly than it is. It's not the best mobile app for this, but if you are traveling and you are planning on using this service, I would recommend going ahead and downloading the app anyway, because there is a nice one single button to say, Hey, show me things around me where I am right now. And it will do that. but I do think if you if you are something where you're planning a trip and you want to look look ahead and you're not on the road yet, but you want to start planning, the website's a much better tool for doing it because it's just easier to navigate, I think. So that is AtlasObscura.com. It's free. I mean, you can sign up and register. There is, I think, a paid membership if you want to do even more tracking of your own sites that you visited and kind of build be a part of the community online with other travelers. But if you're just wanting to use it just simply find me some nearby places to go visit, I love it. This is exactly what technology ought to be doing for us: is organizing all of this kind of information into a great place to find and uh, making it easier for us to check out things we want to check out. So,
0: love it. I love right. it. Yeah, I will definitely be checking that out. It, uh, I was just clicking into it. It doesn't. It looks like it's still. You know it has to be contributed to so obviously there are places where you're not going to get you know some True. information right but, yeah like um, even
1: even in my hometown of hickory if i zoom in on the map where i am there's one item and yeah. that's the number one item on the list i do have to travel outside of the area a little bit you go to a bigger city or you go to a kind of historically rich area you're going to have a lot more i mean if i zoom out brian you see on the map here Well, that's showing me just around me, but actually there was a place. If I went and looked on the map, if I searched the Atlas. And if I search for Charlotte, for example, Charlotte, North Carolina, it's giving me eight. It's kind of a curated list. It's given me if I just type in a city's name, it will show me some of the more interesting things to go check out there. But there was somewhere I saw, I mean, where, where it was, where it showed me the whole map. Uh, I don't want to waste any more time trying to find it. There's a place where I could actually go in and see all the pin marks around the entire Mm,
0: country. Right. It's just there are
1: thousands and thousands there. So yes, your mileage may vary based on where you are at the moment. And if there's a lot of interesting places that have been contributed to that area, but um, it's great if you're taking a trip because go ahead and punch in the town and it will show you things around that driving area of interest to see. Yeah.
0: So, Alan, if you just click at the top of the screen in places, if you just click on places, I think that'll get you to where you want to go. Oh, here we go. Yep.
1: Yep. So if I were to zoom in on just the United States, for example, you see all the places it's got logs. So, I mean, there are tons of places to go check out and visit. But yep. again, it's going to be a little more in either historically rich areas or bigger cities uh, are going to have more to explore than some areas. But uh, still, there's a lot to play with. Super cool. Yeah. One or two things to kind of explore and do when you're on a, when you're on a day trip or a, a town you're not familiar with, this is a perfect way to do it. So
0: awesome. Yeah. Atlas that's cool.
1: Obscura.com. So
0: very cool. Yeah. All right. Nice.
1: Great. So that's ah. my first one. what's your second one, Brian. I know okay. It's left to share.
0: Well, so my second one, um, Alan, I am, uh, I don't know about you, but I am still, I have still not, gotten to the point that I am 100% comfortable with the email client that I'm using. (laughs) And I'm still, Mm -hmm. I'm still searching for the perfect email client. Um, So just a little bit of history, Alan and I have kind of gone back and forth on email clients over the years. Uh, I originally encouraged Alan to use Spark, which I still think is a great project. Uh, Spark's done a really good job, but had a lot of quirks especially for alan i think some of the um, the snooze options right it would snooze and never come back or um for me there was some some issues with um uh, search features searching your email i did not think was very good in spark and so i ended up going back to apple mail on my desktop alan mm-hmm. i think you might have done the same
1: i or did you know without,
0: are you, okay are you back, I'm to, back spark? to spark yeah okay yeah and so I went back to I went back to Apple Mail um, and still not incredibly happy. I think it's good. It's, it's obviously integrated incredibly well within the computer uh, on my my phone. I went back to Outlook, which I still claim is probably the most solid email client for your phone. Um, I've just I've never had any problems with it. it's not sexy. It doesn't have a lot of extras, but it does exactly what it's supposed to do and hardly ever have any troubles with it. But I did find one that that Alan, and I tried a long time ago, and I don't remember why I stopped using it. Yeah. So I was in the mode of trying lots of different uh, email clients, but I just went back to it, and um, and and I find myself being really excited about it. So let me uh, let me present to you
1: mm-hmm.
0: one that I'm sure you have tried in the past. Um, so Edison Edison Mail.
1: I've never tried Edison Mail.
0: Okay. So, tell me about uh, Edison Mail, Brian. Yeah, let me let me tell you let me tell you some of the cool things about Edison. So, uh I will say I'm I'm right now only using the iOS version. And okay. the iOS version's very very slick. It's got some really cool uh additions. I just downloaded a few minutes ago the Mac version and I'm kind of interested to see how that works. But let me uh let me let me show you a real uh, quick little spin here, Alan. Um, actually, no, let's not do that. That was a video. Um, so what makes Edison kind of cool is it's got a lot of these extra features that, uh, seem to make your email experience, or at least that, uh, portal experience of email a little bit better. Uh, it, it does have the focused email versus Mm -hmm. the non-focus. So it divides up your email to what we, what you see on the front page are the things that it thinks you really need to be paying attention to. And then it puts on a second page and I'll show an example of that in a minute, kind of a, uh, um, other type of email. So that's usually the subscription, the newsletters, those things that it thinks you don't really need to be focusing on right away. Uh, it's able to do that. Um, it's also able to, um, supposedly do a really good job of you know getting rid of some of the, the newsletters and things that you don't want to unsubscribe you, which I, I find is a really uh, goofy thing in a lot of apps when they say they're going to unsubscribe you, and I don't really know if they do. Um, the other kind of cool part is that it, um, it also ties in some other things like uh, Amazon, so you can log into your Amazon account and you have then a tab that you can then see Here's the, uh, here's the boxes that are on the way, you know, then when they're coming, um, rather than having to go to, you know, the, the Amazon app itself, if you've got travel built in, so let's say you, you got an email about your upcoming trip, it's going to then register that as uh, travel so that you can show that on a tab. Um, it's got a number of really cool things. So you see here easy subscribe, focus email, uh, you can pin your messages, which is fairly, you know, Uh, easy to do in lots of these uh, situations, but you have snooze, you have undo send. um, uh, Blocking, uh, blocking senders is pretty easy to do. I was pretty uh, happy. Alan, one of the, I'll show you in just a minute when I, when I bring it up, but one of the things that I despise about emails, I, on an iOS device, I really feel like I need to be able to do everything one handed. Mm -hmm. So if, for example, I'm wanting to, select and delete multiple messages i want to be able to do that one-handed and there's a number of apps that you click somewhere on the screen to say select back on the messages back on the other side of the screen to say delete that doesn't work for me right i want one hand meaning one side of the screen and outlook does it pretty well where you can just click and hold on a on a message it selects it then you click the others and then click to delete this one does a pretty good job of that as well. So there's some, here's some of the things that I was telling you that it will bring in um, like a tab for travel. It'll bring in a tab for some of your purchases that you have things that are still uh, you can see over here, open table, you know, if you want to click over and see like, what do I have coming up? And it's basically taking all the information that's in your email. When you get email confirmations of these and then presented it to you in a really nice way. Um, It supposedly does a good job. I've only been using it now for about a day. I suppose he does a pretty good job of picking out scams for you, recognizing if they are potentially a scam, which I think is great. I don't think many of the email clients are doing a good job of that and picking out when you're getting a potential scam. So, um, so I'm pretty excited about it. Let me, uh, let me actually
1: see if I can share my, uh, my phone. So I've been quiet the last few minutes while you've been talking about it because I have please reading downloading it.
0: it? Oh, reading about, okay.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, Yes, because I'm still not in perfect email. I'm not in a good perfect email place yet. Even though I'm using Spark, I'm very open to suggestions right now because as I even look, as I even looked at my Spark inbox while you were talking, the issue I have with Spark in that it will I will tell it to snooze emails for a later date and it will sometimes do them as someday which means they will never show back up unless I go and look for them manually. I looked in my 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 box and there are 5 emails in the someday oh, category geez. that are not ones that I told it to wait till someday. I had specific dates I told it to snooze till. So yes, I'm still even though I'm using Spark because it's 98% of the way where I need it to be. Right. Right. That snooze issue is still a deal breaker for me and we'll call You're still up judgment. Right away,
0: you're still up. You're okay. still up for um, at least up for uh, awareness of other things. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, let me let me let me show you, Alan. I'm going to show it to you in, in action. And and again, I'm fairly new from me again. Let me sure. Stop
1: that screen. Yep. Bring up another one screen here. I'll okay.
0: Pop All right. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. So uh, a couple of things. Just while I'm digging in here, it. It does have lock screen capability for little apps here. If little you notice widget at the top, lock yeah, the w- yep. widget. And that one was kind of cool. I haven't seen other email clients do this, but that's the most recent email, hmm. new email. So it shows you like, what's your most recent new email. So in case there, and again, you can tell it to only focus on the, the focused email. So this right. shouldn't be like junk email coming in. It would just be the one that's appropriate. Um, okay. Sorry, I got my face out of the way here. All right. So the other thing is it does allow widgets for the screens, uh, the lock the home screens, not just the lock screens. You can see this one's kind of nice. It allows from from the home screen. I could click right away that I want to compose something new, go straight into uh, to Edison. I uh, can also see the unread emails. OK, it's only going to list the unread ones, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice, too. All right. So I'm going to click into the app here. And you'll see that things are looking fairly similar to to others. A couple of the things that I really like, Alan, I, I've never seen an app that does this down here, where I can actually see the documents that are oh, attached, just, yeah, mm-hmm. right there on the uh, uh, on the email uh, list. Um, you'll see at the top, and this I haven't tried yet, but I'm interested in it. It allows you, I think, it gives you an email if you would like, and maybe even let that email be. Kind of like your, your, um, to cover up what your real email is. So it kind of gives you a second email that you can choose and like a mask email
1: you could use for signing up for. Exactly.
0: Subscription. Like I think mail does as well, right? Yeah, they do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to say no thanks there. So you can see at the top, there's the focused, right? Focused is showing me what it thinks is relevant. And of course, I haven't trained it yet. A lot of these I can tell it, nope, that's not, that shouldn't be there. If I click on the other at the very top, now I get to some of the other things, right? This is what it believes is not that relevant right now or not that urgent. Okay. Mm -hmm. You've got newsletters and all of that. Um, if I go over to the left over here, you can see I've added a couple of, uh, email accounts, but then I also, the the one that's blinking here, that's what it's telling me. I could create an on mail account through them. I don't have that yet, but I could click and, and have them create me a, uh, an email. Um, down here with subscriptions. So it, this is the assistant side is kind of cool. Like the travel, if I click on travel, well, there's a trip that was in my email. Okay, obviously that's not a trip that I, it's not an upcoming trip, but this was something it found in my email of travel through probably Travelocity or, um, or Expedia. You can see at the top, I can scroll through. These are my trips because it's finding the receipt for those in my uh, in my email. Uh, packages. You'll see some of my Amazon deliveries, the ones that have already gone through that I can track. Um, And also I get rid of the Walmart. Um, Let's see deals and entertainment. I haven't tried any of that yet. I don't even know entertainments. There's nothing going on right now uh got bills and receipts that it's showing me some receipts that it's found in my email. So it's kind of nice in that it automatically there's some AI back in the back going through and and giving me that information. Um I'm going to go back Alan. I haven't done the snooze yet, but it looks like it's like others you can swipe and get it to snooze and if you do a snooze it's allows you to choose when you want it to snooze. So that's good. Uh, if I click a new message, I saw kind of like this at the top, it gives me suggestions of the last few people that I have, I've emailed if I just want to click and uh, click on them and say, Oh, well, Kevin, just email me. So I'll kick, click Kevin. I don't even have to type much and go straight into it. I'm um, going to delete that. Let's see this star at the very top. uh, Okay. This was kind of cool too. This was the assistant. So that star button, I'm going to go back the very top, right up there, the star next to the search Mm -hmm. takes me to the assistant. The assistant is all of these suggestion things like, you know, Hey, I've got suggestions on a contact. Would you like to update based on what I received from Kevin? Uh, Would you like to see what's on your calendar? I can enable it and then connect my calendar. So that would show up here. So if I did that, let's just see what that does yeah so it's going to give me what's coming up uh with my uh um in my day what's going to be uh upcoming i can slide through and get the things at the top so it's kind of got this assistant thing going on which i which i like uh i think i would use it um search all right i'm hoping supposedly search is pretty good um that's one of the things i really have not liked with spark and i'm hoping that it does a better job than that um Okay. So remember I said, one of my big issues was selecting, like I want to do it one handed. Right. Yeah. And the nice part is I'm just going to click on this top on this Yahoo, just click and hold and it automatically selects it. And now I can go and click on the others, which is what I like right mm-hmm. now the the trash or the, um, the uh, for me it's archive that I put at the bottom, and it does that. And I did all that with my left hand, which is great. I don't have to reach to the other side of the screen to do part of the selection and all that. So, so far, so good. Um, Alan, I think it's worth a. I think it's worth a look. Um, so I've yeah. already
1: been configuring my email accounts using Edison Mail while you've been talking.
0: Oh, that have you? Not <laughs> an
1: indictment in how long you've been talking. <laughs> I, it was a really quick process, but. um yeah, so Brian, I'll tell you right away, this, uh, this is checking all my boxes, so I'm kind of getting yep. excited. I'm trying to temper my excitement a little bit. I Here's here's my background on this. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but Spark, I love, but the snoozing issue has been a challenge for me. And it's a bug that I've made them aware of, and they are not going to work on it because they're already moved on to the new version. The new version is a monthly subscription version. I am not And I'm not happy with the new version yet. It does not have all the features that the old version did. So I don't want to pay for a new version. So I'm at the older version having to suck up this issue that I'm dealing with. I've tried Outlook. I do like Outlook for the Mac. The problem with Outlook for the Mac is there's not a really good system for templates. I have Mm. email templates I send out on a regular basis. Reports I send out. Other things I send out like 60 at a time. I have to use a template for, if not, I'm not going to handcraft and copy and paste 60 emails each time. Yep. So I had to have templates and outlook didn't have good templates. I really like Apple mail, but Apple mail doesn't do snoozing, which I rely on completely as well. So I've yet to find that one perfect email program. So far Edison mail has got them all checked. Now, whether they do them all well, I'm going to have to try to put it through its paces and see, but so far I'm liking everything I see. And uh, another issue is Spark, minor issue, but Spark would not allow you to change the font size of your email on your desktop version, like the list oh, of, right, of your emails. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like, the, uh, for me, they're always so much bigger than I need them to be. I want to see more on a screen than bigger font size. And there was no option for changing that. Right away, Edison Mail, there's a slider to change that text size. Like right away, I'm like okay, this is kind of working for me, Brian. Yeah. In like yeah. five minutes, I'm kind of sold. So I'll have yeah. to report back and let you know once I get all my accounts loaded up and see how it works for me. But uh, so far, so good.
0: Yeah, and I had, as I mentioned, I just downloaded. Did you did you say when you downloaded, you were downloading the desktop?
1: Yeah, the desktop. Version. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I just opened the desktop. It looks kind of slick. So, Brian, um, is
1: there a, I mean, it's free, right? I mean, is there free. any subscription model to it?
0: I, you know I'm looking at the license there. So there's a license here um but nowhere no on their website is there any kind of pricing? purchase
1: nowhere is there a purchase option the license just the license just shows a full license document for the app but nowhere am I finding any kind of purchase information again not saying that I want to like sure. want to pay but I do want to find out if there are some features or things on a paid level that we need to be aware of I'm not seeing it
0: I'm not seeing any either um Alan, do you what's, know what what's Yip the it, catch? Do, you, do you know <laughs> what Yip it, Yip it Yipit Yippit is? Y I P I T? No. No. Because at the top of the announcement page or at the actual web uh, webpage for Edison Mail, it does say Edison products are joining the Yipit family. And when I read that, it sounded like they were going to join a um, kind of a corporate model. Like maybe they would then produce corpus. So maybe the, the purchase is coming from a corporate model only, but maybe individuals that this is oh, okay, but um, yeah, I am trying to remember why I, I've i tried this before. I know I've tried it on my phone before because when I went to download it, it said, oh, do you want to download from the cloud? Because you have it. There was some reason I chose not to use it originally, but pulling this up, I can't tell what that was, and
1: it certainly looks well, and better it might have than been what I older, remember. It might yeah. have been an older version that didn't have some of the the features you needed. So. That's true. Yep. Yeah. So, you well, know, I can see... Yeah, okay.
0: I can see this being uh, useful, and uh, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I uh, I think this will be one that I'll, as we do with most email or any any regular used um, clients like this. It's going to take me uh, probably a couple weeks, and if I'm still using it next week, then that's a really good sign because for me, I if I find one little hitch that. When I do something repetitively and it takes an extra step, I tend not to uh, to stick with it. But um, so far, so good. So yeah. I will. Uh, I'll let you know, and I hope you'll uh, you'll give it a shot as well. Maybe I'll be we doing can both the same. Find thing. Something happy. So look,
1: I've already yeah. installed it. You have now dictated what I will be doing tonight, and that will be <laughs> configuring email accounts yeah. to try out email on this app.
0: Now, one thing I did notice, Alan, I don't know if you know where I showed you that it would give you a what was it one mail one mail account or something mm-hmm, that it gave me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would then allow both of my devices to sync up because I did realize that it, it didn't give me that option when I set up my desktop, it didn't say log into your Edison account so that we can suck all your accounts in already. I had to restart. Mm, yeah. I wonder if that would do it, if that would tie them together. Um, but uh, that is a good
1: yeah. point. It's not actually saying log into a Edison mail account that will, we know who you are. with others, right. Right. My, my, my hopes would be is that, you know, yes, you may have to go through manually and set up all your accounts on both desktop and mobile. But obviously if you have, if you create folders like snooze folders or send later, or any of those folders, they should translate to the mobile version and vice versa nicely. And I hope right. templates would as well too. So yep. that will be the kind of things to play around with and see. All right, well, Edison Mail. That's uh, a that's very interesting Brian. I've heard of Edison Mail. There was some reason in the mm-hmm. past in me as well. I did not use it. I don't know why that was, but reading it, looking at it, reading all the features. It is exactly what I need. So, yeah. Yeah. We will check back and see how we end up on this. So, good. Yeah. Edison Mail. Okay, Brian. Uh my last pick, last pick for the evening. Um it's an app that we discussed briefly. When it was first announced and I'm going to bring it up because I have kind of played around with it some more and found, found the use of this. Okay. This is the whole thing is that when an app is introduced, a new application, you know, it it typically has to kind of solve a need or find a purpose that like resonates with you right away. This was an app that Apple actually introduced. It's one of the first app, apps that Apple had themselves have put out in quite a long time. When I first saw it, I'm like, man, eh, I don't get it. And you and I talked about it, and we saw that there were some shortcomings or things that we'd felt like were not quite ready for us to kind of in, in, indulge and use on a more regular basis. But I have been using it, and I just want to kind of explain to everybody what we're talking about with this app, but it is that app Freeform that Apple put mm-hmm. out just in the last, uh, maybe a few months ago. And it is a free app. It is an app that comes now on your Mac system. If you uh, get the latest version of the Mac operating system, you will find that this app is already installed. So this is free. This is a, shoot, what's it called? Freeform. Yeah, that's right. Let me take off that mail. Freeform is a free app on the Mac. And it is meant as kind of a, It's not a sketching app. That's one thing to kind of get out of your head. It's not meant for like a lot of sketching out of things. This is for more creating almost like the best thing I've found for it is like an idea board or kind of a, I just want to throw the whole phrase. I want to throw some things on the board and just see what kind of comes out of it. So the way it works is you go in and you can create a board. So you see, I have two boards in my free form app. I go up and create a third one, I have a fresh blank canvas. Now, the difference with this kind of canvas that we talked about in our news items when we discussed this, it is a moving, like completely infinite uh, canvas to work with. So even though I've got, I'm at a spot where you can see with all the dots, if I scroll around, it just keeps scrolling and it can keep scrolling kind of infinitely almost if you wanted it to. And I can change the view of it as well. Where this is really nice is that if I just want to take something as an idea, let's say if I'm brainstorming with a team, and I've done this with my own team, I say, okay, we're going to brainstorm new names or identities for our business or a new brand or name for some sort of service that we're doing. And I can go in and start creating a little post-it notes and put name ideas here. And I can decide I want to take this post it note. And I'm going to move it up here. Maybe I'll size it down a little bit more. Then I have an option if I want to change, put some text items up here. And I can say this is name idea number one. Now, once I've typed it, I can take it and move it. Put anywhere I want to. And I can, let's duplicate that and do another one. I'll do item number two. I'm going to move it right up here then now I want to put some uh, shapes and let's say I want to do an arrow and here's my arrow and I'm going to take the arrow and I'm going to point it in the direction I want to and map it to here. And then I can go in and change some of the sizes of that arrow. I can change the color. I'll make it kind of a magenta one there and so forth. Now here's where things get kind of nice too, is that I can actually click on the, photo or video button and actually put in photos from my own photo library and drop them in there. I can put in a link where if I, you're not seeing the pop-up window, but it's actually a, just a little window asking me to put in the link there. I just added a link to Apple's website, just right here as a box. And I can kind of shape that box down a little bit more and have it there. So if somebody were looking at this board and I were to double click on that, it is now opening up in a browser window that link. So I have a link in there. And finally, if there was a file, I wanted to drop in here. And again, you're not seeing the pop-up window, but there is a file dialog box popped up. And I'm going to put in one of our show note documents for this show right inside here. And now there's a file there. And if I were to double click on that file, it would open up the file for me. So you start to get the idea that I can take this and start to move it around. I can start doing connecting lines between different things. I can start to kind of really rough out some different ideas. Let's do some other shapes. If I want to do a circle, I'm going to put it here. I'm going to make that error. I'm going to change it and have the arrow coming from this. Um, I'll copy this and I'm going to paste this and put another one here to point to the website. Again, imagine kind of people collectively looking at this and being able to kind of throw some of their things on here. This is where Freeform does start to kind of look kind of interesting is that you can now share this Freeform board with other people. And when you share with other people, as long as they have a Mac that has this app installed on it or an iOS device with this app installed, they can then start editing and adding things to your board alongside you. So it becomes a collaborative tool. Brian, one of the issues we pointed out with this when we first explored this as an app is that we wish it was integrated with other apps that Apple made, like Apple Notes or to-dos or something else, instead of it being a standalone app. And I still agree with that. I do feel like this ought to be something integrated with other collaboration tools, maybe with the other iWork apps like Pages or Numbers or something else. It's not, we're kind of dealing with that, but at least on a Mm -hmm. simple idea of I want to have a tool where I can invite three or four people, say, hey, let's just throw some idea. We're trying to come up with something, or let's kind of shape out an idea. And we can all go in there and start editing and playing with things. Brian, I sent you a link by text right before the show. Okay. To a board, the sample board that I'm sharing. I don't know if you're able to. Oh, yeah. I can see see it. it. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if you were to go in there, you should be able to actually – edit a little bit of that this is an a board i just threw together real quick as a sample i sent you a link to share it with me so now that you're in it i am assuming that you should be able to go in and actually edit that yeah do anything you want just feel free to just uh yep there you go brian is putting in some text i see this is cool he puts very original. That's good. Um,
0: <laughs> so I can move things yeah. just like, um, and so I'm, I'm just watching yours. Okay. So there's a lag obviously, but you don't want it. You don't want it, but that's not don't want it moving. Yeah. Yep.
1: So you are actually able to go and add elements to it and move some of my elements around and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a truly collaborative board. I mean, the best analogy I can do is let's say you've got a group of people in a room and there's a giant Marker whiteboard on the on the on the the wall. This is the closest thing we've got to that whiteboard experience. People just throwing things up there, and other people coming, in erasing or changing or marking up their own, and it's a collaborative process. That's the closest thing we've got with this. Is it a perfect app? No. Um, should it be better integrated with others? Yeah. Should Apple do a better job of promoting this? Absolutely. But if you know it's there. If you have a team or group of people you want to work with and you want to collaborate on something more visually any you know, Google docs and some of those collaborative tools are great for text or they're great for spreadsheets or maybe for PowerPoint slides. This is none of that. This is just, let's just start throwing stuff up on the board and see what we come up with. And it is, it's a limited use, but I think for those purposes, it's a really good app for that. I think I just like it because of the simplicity. It is a really super simple app. Um, You know, if I can just kind of scroll down, I've got, again, a copy of our show notes as a file. So if I were to click on that, it would open the file up. But again, I can kind of keep scrolling. I just want to kind of keep cascading more and more down. I can keep scrolling down the page, adding more items. Then if I want to zoom back and kind of take a bird's eye view of what we're doing, I can see that from a much, much higher level view. So brainstorming, idea generation, Uh, uh, putting together visual mood boards or idea boards about something you're working on, taking a bunch of images and photos and files and kind of throwing them up at one place to be able to work and see them all in one place together. That's what this tool is really good for. So um, I do like it. Um, Again, it's very simple. I can just have my boards. I can see my most recent ones. I can see the ones I've shared with other people. And if I tag any as favorites, I'll see those as well in that space. So hmm. that is a uh, free form. Um Again, it, I probably wouldn't be seeing much of its praises if it was a paid app, but the fact that it's a free app that comes with any Mac or iOS system nowadays, I think it's worth checking out if there's an application where you think it could be helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, can I, see, just, I, I can see. I've had use more fun with it. it. I've had more fun with it than I expected to. And I thought it was just a, putting shapes and text up there dropping in images or video clips or dropping in files have really kind of made the difference for me because I can actually start to really build something interesting when I drop in all those other assets.
0: Yeah, no, you know, I've, I've I was kind of confused by the app to begin with thinking, all right, how, how is this really needed in their lineup, you know, with notes and to be able to be able to do a lot of this anyway. But I, I I have a feeling that there's something that they're working towards, um, or maybe this is kind of the playground that allows them to show off some of the other features that, you know, Apple is starting to move towards with collaboration. But um, I agree, there's, there's certainly some brainstorming opportunities here, some sketching out of ideas, some whiteboarding um, that can be done really easily here. Yeah. Do you know if there's any opportunities for cross-platform? I don't know if you said that i
1: no, i haven't seen any no
0: yeah and so if you wanted to share anything with someone who was not on a mac would it just be exporting as a exporting can you export i would assume so i
1: haven't tried doing yeah. that yet to see what the what yeah. the outcome would be but um that would be my assumption i think they've pretty much pitched this as a mac or ios only yeah yeah a tool at this point yeah well, that's cool yeah i think it's so that's a uh, free form on the mac again free app if you have a mac uh, computer uh, don't think there's any kind of cross-platform capabilities yet, but it's nice. It's helpful, and I have found, found some good use for it so far. So
0: yeah, no, that's cool.
1: All right, okay, well, Alan, uh, all of our picks, right?
0: Yeah, it is. Can I can I end on somewhat of a downer note? Unfortunately, no, no, I'm you sorry. can't. Yeah, I think I think I need to to be uh, completely transparent here.
1: What is it? What Edison Mail is like $100 a month. Is that what you're no. going to tell me? Okay.
0: No. Um, however, it doesn't look like Edison Mail on the desktop has snooze.
1: What? Yeah. Only iOS. No. that can't. That's not right.
0: I'm pretty sure that's the case. And that's a bummer. Now, I don't use snooze very much, but I know you do. And so that could be a... Uh, Could be a problem.
1: Oh my gosh. Yep. You're right.
0: I'm sorry. Now, what I, what I am going to test out is whether or not the iOS snooze connects at all with the snooze of some other apps. That's where I wish, you know, like a snooze folder would be consistent across apps. Like everybody puts it in a snooze folder and therefore it's reading that folder, but, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand why that applic that uh, feature would not be in there on the desktop. Seems like when you've already developed it on one side, it would be pretty easy to do. But of course, what do I know? So, so Brian, Alan, I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry to, to depress you here at the end. Um, Between waking up to a busted water heater this morning, Yep. and then ending on this note, getting me all excited about a new email app that I think is going to work for me, and the one feature I need. Yep. not on one version of the platform which is ridiculous mm-hmm. okay so
0: maybe that was why we weren't using it before now <laughs> for <gotta> me be- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so for me this this won't stop me from trying the sure. the, the uh, ios app and playing with it um and then i'll see like how easy is it to go between maybe mac mail on the desktop and this on the ios because i'm already cross cross uh app you know with these but um i uh yeah disappointed disappointed for that and now i hope hope that that's one of those features that is kind of a turn-on thing that might happen soon it seems like they've certainly focused more attention on the ios app um but just looking at just looking at the ratings and reviews for this i it seems as though you know there hasn't been a ton of reviews lately for the desktop so obviously they put their attention on the uh the ios app
1: okay hmm. well back to the drawing board i appreciate the disclosure brian because i would have gotten really ticked off later tonight if i I, I think yeah, i would
0: have no. gotten a pissed off text uh, you would have. Couple, So yeah a couple more old fashions you. and <laughs> i, appreciate you I owning up cut
1: alan's it. old old-fashioned wrath so I appreciate you earning up to it right here on the show with us. And, uh, thank
0: you. So let me just say, my my pick is the iOS app. That was my pick. That's what I'm what I'm kind of excited about. I'm hopeful is useful, and uh, I am not picking the desktop app. But uh, but you know what? Here's here's the other thing, Alan. I I also wonder if some of these um, if someone's created a snooze automation that can be used in any application, in any email application, right? Like having some, some automation that says, when I do this keystroke, take that email and put it here and do this to it. I would think that someone might come up with a a strategy there, but anyway, sorry to depress you.
1: So can we just wrap up the show now?
0: Yeah. Do you want to go like, I don't know, find out what else is broken in your house or what is that? Yeah. You're- I need to go
1: find some other things that are going to crap out on me <laughs> today. I need to find more disappointments in my home. And, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. oh, I'm can sorry. Okay I just tell you real quick? I mean, because, I mean, we haven't gone to our normal duration of this show uh, that we typically do. we got a couple mm-hmm. more minutes t- to do that. Um, I had a weird thing happen today with my uh, with my phone. Never seen it happen before, and it kind of caused a little bit of a an issue for me. This is your I, uh, iPhone, an iPhone. Well, my iPhone, yeah. So I don't know what triggered this, but at one point when I raised up my iPhone to take a look at it, and I happened to be in the middle of a conference I was helping manage and, and handling the keynote shows for. And so I'm kind of just sitting backstage, got about an hour and a half to kill until I have to go do anything, all the things going on. I look at my phone. In my phone screen, it's like the entire phone screen had been magnified ten times. So on my wind, my screen, I was looking at a fraction of my typical desktop mm. view of the of the of the phone. And it will not. I can't scroll around. I can't touch and scroll around within it. It was just like I just like super zoomed in on my iPhone lock screen, and I can only see a corner of like my an image I've got on my lock screen. And couldn't do anything. Couldn't move around. Couldn't slide around anything on my 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 screen to get to where I needed to go. If I tried to, you know, uh, swipe up from the from the bottom to see if I could get like an app uh, search to come up or anything, I could see it slide up. I could see what it was doing. Like it was interacting like my normal phone. I could actually see little pop ups and uh, widget reminders like in the bottom corner but I can't scroll Mm. down to actually read all of them. I'm just seeing like a corner of them because I'm so zoomed in on the screen for some reason. So the answer would be, well, I just need to restart my phone because something's weird happening. Right. Here's the tricky thing. Here's the tricky thing. The typical way of restarting your phone on an iPhone is what it's the, uh, down button and the side button, right? Pressing those. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think holding them down. Yep. And holding you them can't down. swipe, right? <laughs> you can't swipe because you can't see it. Let me just show you. If I uh, do
1: this, if I press and hold, it comes up to yeah. the screen, right? Where I have to swipe. But again, mm. all I'm seeing at this point is like this little portion of my screen zoom. Wow. In. So I can't do any swiping. I cannot affect this in any way. Now I thought I'd be clever and thought if I held them down even longer, maybe that'll just force a, do a
0: hard reset or something. Yep.
1: Nope. It if doesn't? you do it longer. It oh, it's says, emergency Keep holding for an emergency services call. Oh, shit. God. So I saw that type of message pop up in the corner. Like, I could see, like, emergency services, like, oh my gosh, the only way I can get out of this <laughs> to is to call 911. Call 911. Help me fix my phone. <laughs> right. My phone's not working. <laughs> Help <laughs> me, please. So I'm just like, I don't know what to do now. I've got like an hour and a half. I'm sitting here. I can, I desperately need to be reaching out to people. Things are happening. I need to get contacts out to people and I can't use my phone at all. Um, So I'll tell you, there is a little trick. I had to wait until the session was done. Then I went to go to a colleague's uh, computer and said, can I just do a Google search really quick? I need to find a way to fix this. If you ever have to manually reset your phone, but you don't want to do the whole thing where you... Or having to swipe across the screen. You just want to do a true, like, I want a full reset of my phone.
0: Yeah. The like key is,
1: is that you have to do up on your volume one time, press and one okay. time, press down one time, then press and hold the actual typical power button.
0: Ah, and you, if you hold okay. it for
1: a few more seconds, it will shut off, or it should anyway. Hold on. Up, down, Oh, yep. Sorry, hold on. Yep. I know this is terribly exciting, but we're at the end of the show. People have already left by now, anyway. So yeah,
0: that's right. So and nobody, up, nobody saw your password Down. Injured, so
1: it's okay, press and hold the side button. I'm still holding. Yeah. Still holding. There it goes. There we go. Okay. I'm still holding that side button, and if I keep holding until the Apple menu pops up, there you go. That's a full reset. And is that okay.
0: and is that an actual? Do you know? Is that like a reset of PRAM or any our network no, or any of that sort? Just of a stuff? restart. It's just a restart. It's just yeah. a restart. Okay. But it's a
1: it's a it's basically the idea is that if you can't for whatever reason get to where you can slide yep. things on your screen. Or maybe you're in a spot where you can't you can't do that anyway. You just need to do a full reset of your phone or restart. It's up volume one time, just clicking down volume one time, then press and hold the side power hold button until you Hmm. see the Apple menu restart, and then you're good. Nice. So that's what it took. And once I did that, it cleared up. But it was the weirdest thing for like uh, I was kind of in a weird panic mode for a while.
0: Were you? Did you just? recently updated to the the new uh, no. update no not anything it wasn't the point either. one because mm-hmm. point one just came out a couple of days ago
1: and pushed no out. it's tip it's prompted me to try to do that but i have okay. not uh, done it yet it was just yeah, weird i have i have pocket. heard just for yeah. people
0: to know i have heard there's a, a couple of issues with that most recent update hopefully they're mm. fixing that soon <clears throat> google photos supposedly does not sync up anymore for people yeah. that there's you no know, update <laughs> right. but that's that anyway, that's weird and it does I'll sound think. a little bit odd right when you said it i was like oh did back when we did our accessibilities did you leave accessibility on to where you accidentally did some weird multi-tap and zoomed in on something but you couldn't you couldn't even scroll around yeah nope it's wild do a thing.
1: <laughs> it was the weirdest thing the closest thing to like a bricked phone i've had <laughs> luckily there is a workaround for it but it took me getting to another device to look up and find out how to do it because I couldn't look it up from my own device. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. full side note, just helpful. Hint well, that's like good that to know. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's good to know. I did not know that keystroke. That's like the old uh, video games that had multiple yeah. steps that you had
1: to do in order to yeah. enter up, a certain up, mode left down. Yeah. That's yeah. Same idea. All right, Brian. Well, I think right, cool. we had uh, four, actually technically five good bits to share with everybody so hope those were helpful although brian's second one i'm a little more down about now so
0: well i did find that you could sync between multiple devices you just have to go in and tell it which email you're syncing with but it's great (laughs) it just happens when it's not going to be useful for you so sorry yeah uh all right well well if anybody
1: does have to give us some thoughts or questions (laughs) on any of the pics or God forbid they give our actual really good email <laughs> program we can try now. Um, how can uh, they get a hold of us?
0: Well, I would say you could send us an email, but
1: I'm not really sure I if we'll get it, be able to I'm get gonna, it. <laughs> I'm not going
0: to Yeah. Send us an email at infothemesh.tv at and uh, tell us about other topics you want us to get into. new. Uh, if someone does have a, a great email app that they believe is cross device uh, that does the things that Alan wants that um alan you know remember we remember we had the discussion about how my dream was a communications app not an email app a communications app where you could write something Mm -hmm. and say oh put this on facebook put this on twitter send it as an email do whatever send as a message that's still my hope somebody needs to accomplish that but um, yeah
1: agreed Yeah.
0: Anyway, send us an email. You can also go to our website, www.brothers-in-tech.com. Brothers-in-tech.com. And Alan is now going to have another old fashioned. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and cue you, Alan, that you're going to be, you know, firing up our closing here so that you don't get ultra frustrated about that. (laughs) And then uh, we (laughs) we are going to wrap this up.
1: Thanks everybody. Take care. We will talk to y'all next time. All right.
0: Bye bye. You've been listening to the Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube.